0: Welcome to our podcast! You're listening to Elsa and Katya at Coffee Talks and Walks of Shame. Uh, For years now we have been meeting up for coffee, drinks and dinners to talk about life, love and politics and now we're taking our coffee talks into this podcast. We've both lived in Berlin for several years, but originally come from up north and have lived and traveled in other places in between. Uh, As young women living in a big international capital, we keep coming back to topics about how it is to be a woman living abroad with different social values and privileges that come from simply being born in Nordic countries.
1: We want to make this podcast a space for us where we get to bring up our things that we believe need to be said. And we'll also make our discussions interactive with other people. So feel free to go and look us up on Instagram under Coffee Talks and Walk of Shame and leave us a comment or DM us for anything. It doesn't matter if you're a Berliner sharing our experiences or just someone who lives somewhere else completely different, but can still find similarities to our stories.
0: Now, in this first episode, we'll be talking about the origins of the name of our podcast. So yeah, the name basically consists of two parts, Coffee Talks and Walks of Shame. And both of those hold very, you know, specific and different (laughs) meanings to both of us that we've been talking about over the years. So we'll start by talking about Coffee Talks, which we've been having for years (laughs) as we said (laughs) but like this is something that actually like we like it's like for uh, People in Nordic countries, coffee talks has a very specific cultural meaning as well. In Swedish, it would it's called fika. And this idea of meeting up with, with a friend for a cup of coffee and piece of cake and just to kind of un- unload everything, like cultural life... Okay. I don't know, do you want to, like... You You probably, like, know the definition better <laughs> than I do.
1: <laughs> I, they only know about the, the concept of Fika, I think. Swedish is the only language who has this word. And... To me, at least, it means getting together with a friend or family just to talk, get something off your chest. You can either, you drink coffee or tea and you always have, like, a biscuit or something sweet to eat. And that's, so it's more, it's less about what you have, what you're having is more about um, the interaction with someone else. Um, it's also, yeah, like we said, it's it's a cultural um thing in scandinavia
0: yeah like also in finland like it's really common to like actually to go to each other's houses and maybe like grab like pastry from the store on the on the way there and then the other person like the host or the hostess will be making coffee already. The coffee will be ready when you get there and then you sit down and just have like a chat that's usually not just pleasantries it's usually like these are the times when you really kind of get to know the lives of your friends. Exactly so it could also be seen as a safe space
1: like you, you know you're in this comfort a cafe for example at your friend's place and talk talk about
0: but <laughs> well, yeah like exactly it's like the idea of like this kind of privacy that surrounds you when you're having this tea with your friend you're like getting nourished you're, you're getting energized and you're also getting this catharsis of getting everything out
1: and something else i also thought about is normal like people in our age often we meet up to drink alcohol and that's very common but having a fika it's obvious like obviously being sober and that brings the atmosphere to a more cozy one where you can you know talk about thoughts and feelings and of course gossiping but because you're not drunk or had alcohol it's you know like it's it's,
0: been, more... it's kind of understood that like, everybody will remember what happened yes, like there's no like, shame to it it's different from opening up when you're getting drunk and everybody is kind of like really loose and happy or like very sad like cry drunk <laughs> crying drunk but like it's you know, um, yeah. it, 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 when you're just having this moment with coffee and tea, it's, this is when you really kind of go through stuff where you know that this is actually so- something that I want you to remember. This is something that I really need help with. This is something that I need you to be there tomorrow and not just like ha- have a hazy memory about what happened. This is like these things that are talked about. They're not things that you re- regret telling about afterwards. This is what you mean to tell to people. So, like, the other, yeah. it's very different from being drunk and opening up.
1: Yeah, that's why you tend to have more ficas and, you know, coffee talks with friends and close relatives, because it's mostly very private and open. Yeah, so the second uh, part of our name, Walks of Shame, uh, has a variety of different definitions, but we'll try to go through the ones that we were thinking of.
0: Yeah, uh, again, like, we'll start with the cultural definitions, and these come mostly from pop culture to us, like specifically from American (laughs) pop culture, I I think like the way I understood Walks of Shame originally was based on American movies and TV series about young women trying to find themselves by going through regrettable relationships and one-night stands with strange men and then having to take the walk of shame home afterwards
1: and it's also often uh, middle-aged women now when i think about it if you think about the american movies often you know they're having this crisis so it's obviously it's obviously supposed to be pictured negative as if they have failed at something and now they're desperate having one night stands they're on their way home looking messy and just you know, pictured as
0: a failure. Yeah, exactly. It's women having these walks of shape. I'm sure there are examples of men doing it as well, or like people of various genders, but the way we have really kind of felt it, like growing up, is like seeing women being shown in these situations where they are made to regret their decisions from last night. That often was lots of fun, but like in the morning they are supposed to have this realization that people are looking at them and they should be ashamed of having that moment of pleasure, you know, and that's like when they realize that they need to grow up and grow, grow as people and find the right man and start a family and so on. So, like, that's basically the stereotypical pop cultural meaning that is kind of the starting point for us yeah
1: i feel like it's often more talked about walks of shames than one night stands, and you don't ha- hear the concept or the definition of walks of shame a lot when you talk about men or um single men who also have one night stands. so it's it's also gender shaming uh which goes back to traditions in our society um yes and it's also a way not only of shaming women but it's a way of shaming women's bodies.
0: Yeah, like, I mean, I think, like, we basically kind of took this idea of shame, like, to kind of mean something broader than just a moment of the specific walk of shame from the, like, the lover's apartment... the sunny street or public transportation where people stare at you we kind of took it like we wanted to include this into the name of our podcast because shame in its various uh kind of like embodiments is something that we constantly deal with it's it's the shame of not performing your social gender role properly so as people like to call and or like if you're your body doesn't fit in the in the like socially ac- accepted measurements you feel shame yes exactly and also i I just thought about that if you
1: it's also like your body has been used do you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. like that is the shame of it like people can see that you just had sex or something intimate mm-hmm. with someone and that like you said doesn't fit with the um, social role of women that we should you know that we're expected to fulfill um so that's also part of the body shaming it's like they're not only looking at me because I look messy they're also judging me because they They you know they assume that I have sex and that is something that I should be ashamed of because one night stands for women are not as are not as positive talked about
0: us when men do it but we know this this is a, a long problem. yeah exactly this is a well-known problem but yeah like we did feel that like this is something because it is something that keeps popping up in our discussions that, that like this is something that we really want to include in the the name of the podcast and to like it will be a theme that will be repeated and you know like it we've talked about like the kind of the ways that shame is really ingrained in n- not just our cultures but many different cultures but like w- we we can talk about shame fr- specifically from the point of view of uh, women who have grown up uh, in nordic countries in the past few decades and uh, my background is growing up in finland where Uh, For example, the name for female genitalia uh, is associated with the word shame because women's bodies uh, are regulated through shame, basically. What's the name in Finnish? Hapu, which comes from the word happea, which means shame. Oh,
1: wow. That's
0: crazy. Yeah, but it, that's basically how you can really see that shame is it's a its a tool of social regulation basically it's you know you're like it's not just the public who you walk past the, you know like during your walk of shame it's not just them shaming you into being a proper woman it's also like you know our relatives were shamed us you know when we were growing up like do you really need to eat all of that you're already so chappy, or you know, why aren't you finishing your play? There are why people, you, you get the best grade, or exactly, it's always shame is used to bring us down, but this is why. We think that it's a theme that needs to be tackled. We need to understand why we are made to feel ashamed of these things. Why should we be ashamed of showing our bodies? Because our bodies are scary. Because when we stop being ashamed of being in public in our female bodies that means that we have public power
1: and that's why it's so important to find the situations where the shame is and talk about it Uh, and i have to say growing up in sweden um, the shaming there was very different to the ones i'm experiencing experiencing here in berlin um i think we i at least grew up more liberal and in In the city where I lived in Sweden, we were not shamed. The girls were not shamed for meeting guys, having fun, you know. Uh, And here I... I have experienced that shame later on in my life, which was very difficult for me to tackle because I didn't understand why or what it had to do with being conservative. So these were all things that I had to figure out. Uh, but through having t- coffee talks with my friend Katja, we, you know, we tackled these situation and tried to support each other and understanding the way of the way we're being shamed. So I think it's also difficult. Uh, I think it's very important to look at different locations because it's a big variety of shames. Also not only in different countries or cultures, but also at different settings. So for example, at work, at home, you know, in a store, there's so many different examples of being shamed as
0: a woman and you know like in a restaurant i've had like seriously had like waiters staring at me when i order another glass of wine like why are you ordering another glass of wine like oh yes yeah it's just like i'm out with a guy friend it's perfectly fine for him to like down class after another but when i order a glass of wine together like again like this is the first first class of wine for the both of us it's fine for him to order it but i get a funny look
1: Yes, like many examples where you're being too much fun as a girl or too crazy or too brave, which is a negative thing for women. Uh, you know, that's how the society sees it, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah, like the wine example is a good one. Like, example, every time we have wine, we mostly share bottle. And sometimes you get strange looks because, you know, two women are going to have a bottle in the middle of the week. So here we go, game. Shame.
0: Yeah, like, there they sit laughing and having drinks. How dare they? Like, no, it's when women get loud. It's seen as, like, I mean, loud men are seen as annoying as well. But women become really like they become villainized they are like why aren't they staying quiet that's their place exactly and
1: also the body shaming uh is very visible in in our society just talk about like the instagram and facebook policy about nipples that's the best example like that i have right now uh and i just had to think about like a while ago i had a new profile picture on a social media page and i didn't notice this but apparently you could see one of my nipples through my shirt uh, that it was like a little dark spot and i think at least like six of my contacts wrote to me and commented this and even though they were not saying directly wow you're a slut it was like wow you look very female on your picture so it was a way of shaming me and my breast which really bothered me because i have guy friends uh who are topless on their profile pictures and no one would ever comment that or sexualize
0: it exactly It's like also like whatever like they could see your nipple like not even see it but kind of sense it because there was a shape and like immediately in their heads it's like uh oh like there's something like beeping in my head like she's sexy this is bothering me she's bothering me I need to inform her
1: yes exactly and that keeps bothering me especially when it comes to my body because it's very private for me and i felt very exposed knowing that people would look through on my breasts like it was it was very uncomfortable and i had that a lot in real life too where i got comments about showing too much cleavage or looking too sexy or you know something and then at the same time guys walk around in underwear after a sleepover after a party and no one comments up because it's the most normal thing in the world and there's nothing shameful about that but if i woke up after a party just wearing my underwear topless wow i don't want to think about the comments i would get
0: yeah exactly it's just like it's really, it's a shame how <laughs> shame, I mean. it, you know, ingrained it really is into like all of our thinking because like it's really not just the older generations who will kind of comment on especially women. We are going to keep talking about this from women's point of view. We know that there will be people who want to point out that, you know, it's as, not just women and we understand that we, we know that, but we, we are talking about our experiences as women. Uh, but like, yeah, it's not as all the generations who want us to hide our bodies or hide our opinions and kind of, you know, take on the role that would be more suitable and not as visible and threatening and so on. It really is ingrained in the in the minds of like of people of our own age as well like you know as your you know your example of like being like after party like wanting to just walk around in your underwear like why the hell not like why do women of our own age also get upset about that why like why is the first thought that comes to their head like oh no like she's trying to seduce my boyfriend like it's not like oh yeah she's hungover and just wants to get some coffee and not bother to put her pants on it's immediately sexualized we don't know how to look at women's bodies without sexualizing them, to, at least to some extent.
1: Yeah, I agree. Another example where women are being shamed is also the whole pregnancy, having a family topic, which I have also experienced a lot, especially in Germany. Um, I'm in my mid-twenties and I often have questions here. i often get questions about if I want to be a mom, do I want to have children, or are you single? You know, it's it's like it's being expected for women to wanting to have children in a family it's supposed to be our life goal uh, which is also a way of shaming because many women choose to go other ways or don't want to have children or can't have children or there are various reasons so
0: yeah i mean you like i'm in my mid-30s it just doesn't stop i mean i guess it gets worse you know the older you get you still don't have children i don't have children i get asked still like you know colleagues just random people who i meet like they will ask so like how many children do you have oh you don't have any when are you gonna have like you know you don't have endless time maybe you should have one already like, (laughs) like i don't want to have any children
1: yeah and i also been thinking about that a lot because i don't know why but our generation i don't for me personally i don't See, I don't see a reason to have my own child when there are just so many children on this planet suffering, needing love or parents, love and parents. Uh, and when I've told people this, like, yeah, I might adopt one day, they're like, yeah, but you know, you don't know what you're missing out on. You're a woman, like a real woman needs to experience giving birth to her own child. And for me, that's also a bit odd because I never felt that urge to. To need to be pregnant, and as long as I don't feel that, why, why should I wanting to, you know, why should I do that?
0: Um, Yeah, Yeah, exactly. It's like this whole talk about you're not a real woman if you don't go through this one very specific biological function. Like, no, like having a child is a huge responsibility. It changes your whole life. Uh, Some people choose to have different kinds of lives, but also like. It, it, it's, just, it's not just this, uh, you know, the fact that you get asked constantly when and if you have children, it's like at least me, like I've experienced like real, real, like kind of, I'm not going to call it body shaming because I find it funny rather, but I keep getting asked if I'm pregnant and like, I don't think I'm that fat. Like, honestly, like I knew like the, you know, like it's happened several times like where like, I think it's pretty must always been a woman. Like, very kind of like they ha- haven't meant anything bad with it, just being like, Oh, when is it due? Or, like, you know, they're offering their seat in a like public transportation, and I'm like, I get think like I should not wear emperor waist. But I also feel that that can be
1: uh, an- another example of shaming. Uh, I've experienced that. Uh,
0: yeah, it's also like, it's just like, it's so expected of us that our lives should include pregnancy and children and all of that. Like that is where these misunderstandings come from. That, that's why if I'm bloated, people will assume that somebody's waiting for a little surprise. <laughs>
1: Or all the comments when you at some family dinner do not drink alcohol. Uh, I also often get these comments like, "Is she? Are you pregnant?" You know, because I don't feel like having alcohol, which is which is strange. Um, anyways, uh, another example of shaming. Uh, uh, in um, you are gonna talk about. The- I was just
0: like it does. Father, like me, like we've talked about this, like so many times, about how it matters as how differently the roles uh, of mother and father are seen in these, you know, families. Like during pregnancy, after pregnancy, all of that. Just so like how you know it's seen as a like it's a woman's duty to take care of the children, but it's so nice of the father to you know spend some time with the kids. And like it's
1: such a good father, right? For spending (laughs) one day off (laughs) with his child a week.
0: (laughs) Exactly. It's just it's not like you kind of participated in making them or anything. But you know, like it's just like this is a attitude that's kind of repeated in other gender relations. Like for example, we've been talking about you know, the sexual shaming of women and that's where you another place where you really see it like the like, a woman should be ashamed of sleeping with so many people and, like, you know, just jumping from bed to bed and, like, whatever like <laughs> they like to say. And it's, like, it's really not the same for men. Like, we know that, like, this is common knowledge. Like, that when a dude banks loads of folks, they are studs and, like... Uh, you know, like it's a really another example of a social structure that's trying to keep women hidden in the private spaces where they're not supposed to like g- create social power through their bodies. They're not supposed to expose themselves. They're supposed to hide be quiet, be hidden, is another example of that.
1: And it's also very problematic because these stereotypes and expectations are being reproduced in our society society daily. For example, popular music, uh, if you listen to what some musicians might be singing in their songs, it's actually very problematic and women are being shamed and women are being called such as hoes or... Slots, maybe not so common, but those gold diggers, yes, gold diggers. And women are often pictured as you know, we are craving to uh, use men for their money or for anything, and we are just good for sex, so that makes us uh, nothing,
0: <laughs> which is. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's the thing. Like, it's this weird double morality of, like, women's only value being their sexual bodies, but then again, women being shamed of their sexuality and told to hide their bodies. Like, it's, you know, as a woman, you really can't do anything right. Like, it's like, basically, do what you're do- told and don't try to come up with anything by your- on your own. <laughs> and like it's you were talking about popular culture like that's really prevalent everywhere all around us so that's where we get a lot of our examples of like where this sort of like you know shaming of women happens and maybe we can also see then how the like in this popular culture environment like you do have like a you know also a variety of examples from like you know of people di- from different backgrounds and that kind of brings us to the topic of intersectionality we can see examples of like for example how they are treated in popular culture how yeah like for example women of color uh the stereotype of an Loud angry black woman. Is very ple- prevalent. In in pop culture. Where like this is a moment. Where like a woman. Is told to stay quiet. Not just because they're a woman. But also because of the color of their skin. Like they come. They are put into this. Uh, social position. Where they're not supposed to have. Any sort of power. Like not gender power, not racial power, like not, like, not any power, like this is uh, another an, n- place, like this is a, a kind of an example of where we as two Nordic white women, we kind of get to see that yeah, we are super privileged, like sure we have these really nasty experiences living as women in these societies that still are not completely equal, but like yeah, we at least like we are not afraid of constant violence from the authorities, which is a real like a, it's a reality to women of color.
1: And I think this it's very imp- uh, I think it's very important to reflect on your privileges. And in every discussion and every time you're sharing experiences, always keep your privilege in mind uh, because they, like, Uh, Katja said, there are many examples of other (laughs) groups of people that are more exposed to discrimination.
0: Exactly. It's like, you know, like, this is why, like, intersectionality is such a good concept. It kind of like, you know, wakes you up in the sense, oh, we're we're so woke. (laughs) I know. Like, like, yeah, like, uh, language is difficult. But, like, you know, it's really kind of like, like... helps you focus on the fact that like each person is an individual with different packages and we kind of like when we like get start to get to know people we kind of like have these very superficial attributes that we use to kind of start kind of unraveling them like just because this is how we learn to socially interact with people like we start we see uh like uh yeah like we see like a black woman we see that like you know like we see her gender we see her skin color we you know we see all of that but like how often do we actually consider like what does this these like physical attributes like what do they mean to this person in the sense of like how have they structured their lives like how have the facts that we are uh, two white women living in mainly white society like how has have these attributes affected the way that we interact with our environment and how has that kind of shaped us as people like this experience that we experiences that we have you know about being shamed in these specific social situations these kind of build us as people and like kind of understanding other people's shames really kind of helps you empathize with their problems like you know at large like you know, like, it's <laughs> shame is such a powerful thing. Like, I think we should really kind of use shame in a, like, turn it into something positive. Like, yeah, let's, like, shame has been used to kind of take social power away from different individuals and groups. But, like, how about we start using it as a, yeah, like, I see that... These things have affected your life i see that like this is the shame that you have been made to carry now i feel that you know i know you a bit better i can empathize with you maybe our shames meet somewhere
1: and i think that's that's a very important topic that we will definitely further discuss in our podcast um and if you have any other examples of shame or your own definitions or anything everything is welcome you are more than free to more than welcome to uh write a pm or dm to us and share your experiences or comments or
0: anything you feel like yeah exactly i mean like that's why we started this podcast like right now we are just kind of like having this stream of thought discussion about like all the different ways that shame has been part of our lives and upbringing and all of that but i mean like we will be going into more specific topics later on. We will be talking about life experiences uh, that like probably have something to do with shame but like just not just that like this will be like really like this will be podcast podcast version of our coffee talk so we will we will really let you into our heads and hearts and And lungs and (laughs) all that
1: and share amazing stories and experiences that we want to share with you guys so really really looking forward to this actually yeah exactly um
0: yeah like just to kind of uh do a bit more of like blurping what do you say blurping like it's blurbs are like a, at the back of books like the like the adver- advertisements I, at the back I, <laughs> like, but, like yeah like i'm gonna blurp our, our podcast a bit more like just to kind of give you an idea of what's to come like yeah like stories of our lives our thoughts on experiences that we have every day some politics yes yeah, sir. we can't Avoid that, living in the world that we do live. Um, Yeah, first of all, Black Lives Matter. Wear your mask. Love ya. But yeah, and also like in addition to these topics, we will be talking about more cultural things like books, movies, music. We will be looking at them from the point of view of gender studies, feminism, also just why we like them.
1: Yes, (laughs) (laughs) we definitely will. (laughs) And also random things that come up That we would normally talk about In our coffee talks um,
0: Like you said So it's like Kind of like I guess the Like the point of this podcast is to kind of find a community maybe like of like-minded people or people who want to challenge us also. This is why we chose to have social media. We have Instagram, we have Twitter. We'll see what else we might have in the future, but we want to hear from you. We want to kind of include you in the discussion. Maybe if you leave a comment, we might talk about it later in another podcast. We might get that, topic for an episode from our listeners who knows but yeah that's the point of this we want to make this podcast because these are things that we have been talking about for years and now we want to share
1: we also want this to be a safe space so there are no right or wrong comments and just feel free to open up and we you're safe with us and if you feel like you want to be anonymous that's you're more more than welcome to write that to us and we
0: will not include any names like definitely a safe space but also with the limitations that we absolutely will not tolerate hate speech homophobia racism of any sort so this is a safe space to be vulnerable this is a safe space to speak about the difficult topics of living as a woman or living as a trans person living as a man like you know like
1: like no one can be shamed
0: (laughs) exactly we're not gonna shame you but we're not gonna be shamed either
1: (laughs) (laughs) yes so um, yeah we're going through these different shames in our lives like we talked about we have talked about them with friends in the open and also in private and we realized that through these talks we can expose structures lying behind the shaming um so we will start our talks from our very personal point of view uh, but we know that there are more people also who can relate impossible add more perspectives and ideas to the discussion we have learned that the more variety there is around the table the richer the conversation becomes
0: and now that you have met us we are so excited about welcoming to you to our f- future podcasts and social medi- media pages. Um, right now we have Instagram and Twitter under coffee underscore talks underscore n underscore walks underscore of underscore shame. So coffee talks n walks of shame with underscore with, like, in between every single word, basically. Um, so Please leave comments, send us messages. We would love to hear from you. And we are looking forward to airing our next episode. And then we'll be mainly talking about one night stands in a city where you get to remain anonymous and the ups and downs of it.
1: Yes, yeah, so thank you so much for listening to our first episode. And we hope to have you back. Bye! Bye. <laughs>